y'all. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I have a passion for stories, and this is where some of the best ones get told. So join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee, a glass of sweet tea, or a nice old-fashioned, and join us. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast, and on this installment of my January New Year's, whatever I'm going to call this series, I am joined by Tiffany Melopanes. She is the wonderful lady behind Positivity Tea Company. You've probably seen her at the market or All Abouts downtown, and I'm super excited to sit down with you tonight. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Tiffany, like you said, and yes, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm an uber tea nerd, and I'm super excited to learn more about how you got into tea and all of the wonderful blends that you make. Oh, yeah. Tea is where it's at. It's yeah. The best thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I thought this would be a great topic for my New Year's series as people are looking to maybe like shift away from coffee or other forms of caffeine or just try to incorporate more healthy habits into their lifestyle, and tea is obviously one of those wonderful ways to do that. So um, let's dive right in. Um, How did you get started and why did you choose tea as your business? Good question. So how I got started in herbal teas and how I really came to like the passion of making herbal tea blends was when I was 17, I basically found out I had a dairy allergy and it was a secondhand dairy allergy, which basically means I would get congested if I would eat dairy um, and couldn't breathe out of my nose. Uh oh. And I'm a runner. And so in high school, I just never could breathe out of my nose, which impaired my running. But I just had assumed because the doctor never could figure out what was going on that it was just my fate and that was just how I lived. Well, then I did this vegan, um, like, allergy cleanse. So it's like a diet where basically you remove all the common allergens from your diet. And then after two to four weeks, however long you stay off of them, each week you add one back in Mm -hmm. just to see if you have a reaction to it. And bam, all of my congestion went away from doing that. And then I added back in dairy and it all came back and it was a secondhand dairy allergy. Um, So from that, I'm 17 at the time and I'm stubborn and super upset that my doctor could not figure that out. Like, they could have just said, don't eat cheese. And I would have been able to breathe <laughs> out of my nose. How easy is that? You know? And so, basically, I got really, like, determined to never have to go to the doctor again. Because okay. I started reading a lot more about how um, most physicians actually do not have to take nutrition courses. They don't have to do a lot of study for preventative medicine. They do more of the study, which you have to think they go to school for a long time and there's so much they're learning. So it's understandable. So unless they're like specifically studying that Mm -hmm. topic, like nutrition or preventative medicine, it would be really hard for them to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just kind of realized like a lot of the doctors, they don't really know. And a lot of these ailments, I also in high school did this paper on obesity Mm -hmm. and realized that the whole planet is becoming incredibly Mm -hmm. overweight. And I, my diet at the time was candy. So I (laughs) ate like 
Only candy. Well, as a high school runner, you can kind not really get away with it, but it doesn't hurt as much. Oh, yeah. But it catches up with you later. Oh, yeah. I was track, and I did, like, my own, like, six miles a day. I ran all the time, so I was like, whatever. I didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. I just ate what I wanted, and that was it. And I was so picky. Textures are a big thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just weirdo picky, and I'm still a little weird, but at the same time, like, my diet was horrible. So... Mm -hmm. From all that, I realized, okay, I wrote this paper. I have a secondhand dairy allergy. I'm learning about, like, the healthcare system. I don't really agree with it. I want to kind of take a step back. And so I started studying holistic nutrition and kind of taking a big dive into that direction. Now, I was never planning on doing anything with this. I mean, mind you, I'm also still just, like, just learning about it just to learn about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And just so I know for myself, because I feel like it's basic knowledge that everybody should know how to feed themselves. Right. So I'm learning about it. Well, as I'm learning about holistic nutrition, I'm learning about these herbs that help you with certain ailments. So my primary focus at the time was congestion, obviously, because of the secondhand dairy allergy. I wanted to cleanse out my sinus tract. So a couple of the herbs that I started playing with at first were mullein and marshmallow root. Well, you can't find mullein and marshmallow root. Like, I studied all about them, and then I'm like, okay, let's see if they work. You can't find them at the grocery store. Mm -mm. But I had found a tiny little, like, um, Whole Foods store. It wasn't Whole Foods. It was just, like, a little mom-and-pop, like, Mm -hmm. um, side nutrition store, and they had bulk herbs there. So I would go there, and I would study an herb and learn all about it. And then I would go there and buy the herb in bulk and then go home and play with it and see if it was, like worked you Mm -hmm. know and it did like a lot of the times it would work a lot of the times too I would find things that were like so gross that it didn't even matter if it worked it was not not worth it yeah I wasn't gonna drink it so so that's kind of what started it and then I just I'm a person that gets obnoxiously into things (laughs) so just like was like a train from there it's just like oh the more I'd learn I was like this is so cool and I would just keep gathering all this knowledge and then I would start playing with combinations for the herbs because I also wanted to replace my sweet tooth because it's not easy to change your diet so I'm changing my diet doing all this stuff but when you're addicted to sugar because everybody's addicted to mm-hmm. sugar, you know, and I was guilty as charged. So addicted, <laughs> exactly. I had to find alternatives to my sweet tooth, especially like at night when you want a cookie or something. Mm-hmm. So I wanted tea to be my alternative and I would find different herbs that were really tasty. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I can use this as like this tea tastes good enough for me to feel comfortable like replacing that sugar craving with Mm -hmm. tea and so that was kind of what got me into blending Mm -hmm. for things that were like intentional to taste better right then carried on kept going with it um and then in college I actually continued to learn about all this and all my roommates my family became like guinea pigs to my experiments nice and so I would learn about herbs or whatever and like then somebody would come home with a headache or a stomach ache or really bad PMS. Uh, one of my roommates used to have like horrible, horrible um, PMS cramping and everything like that. And she came home one day and she's like, I cannot handle life right now. If you could just make me a blend for this 
please, like, I'll try anything. Let's just see if it works. And I'm like, okay. So I went to my books, learned everything I could um, for, you know, PMS and cramping and everything, made her this blend and gave it to her. And just, I was like, let's see if this one works. I'll try again if it doesn't. And it worked marvelously. Like she swore by it and it's actually now happy. It's the blend happy. Nice. Um, it's really funny because I started calling, I called it just women at first for like ladies, you Mm -hmm. know, and then a lot of dudes love the tea too. (laughs) And it's okay. Like for guys, it's not like only a ladies tea. And so I had a lot of pushback from the male population. Gotcha. So I had to change the name. Nice. So I was like happy. Everybody's happy about that. (laughs) Um, this tea makes everyone happy. (laughs) Exactly. Literally. (laughs) But um, anyway, so so yeah, so I just continued to study it. So went through college. I was originally not going to do anything with the knowledge that I was gaining. So I originally was going to school um, for global studies and I wanted to be an investigative journalist. That's cool. Yeah, I wanted to travel the world and I still want to do this. This is not off of my plate of interest. Right. But um, I just wanted to go uh, tackle human rights issues and, like, um, you know, environmental issues that are not getting any attention. Mm -hmm. So go to the, like, dark corners of the world and just, like, shed some light there so we can have some awareness. Right. um, So that was my first original goal for school. Well, my aunt, she is, uh, she's like my mom, and she's pretty good at giving me great advice. Mm -hmm. So she kept telling me, after, like, me studying hardcore on nutrition, not just herbalism, but, like, nutrition and health, I just had this crazy knowledge bank and Mm -hmm. just was visibly super passionate about it. Yeah. So she's like, could you please go to school for nutrition? Like, could you just, like, (laughs) go for what you're really obviously interested in and good at? And I was like, no. I mean, no, I'm going to be an investigative journalist. <laughs> Visibly, that is what I should be doing with my life. And she's like, yeah, well, could you just take, like, a class in nutrition? And if you hate it, you never have to take another one. But if you love it, maybe you could go to school for that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. So I took um, chemistry of nutrition because that's the coolest class you can take in mm-hmm. nutrition at the time. When I was younger, I was like, that's going to be the coolest. And I loved it so much. It mm-hmm. was so cool. Funny how that works. Yes, exactly. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I still wasn't really willing to give up on the, like, being an investigative journalist. So I went ahead and did, like, global studies and nutrition. Those okay. were my degrees that I got. Um, so, yeah, that was my focus point. And so then positivity developed because – while I was in college, since I made all these blends for all my friends and everything like that, and it was just kind of like a constant experiment, I had a lot of people that were just like, can you just make a little company or something like that? Like, <laughs> Just casually you... set up a company. Yeah, <laughs> set something up with it. And I was like... As if you can do that in a night, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of did. It oh, was nice. like, yeah, it was... So I was... I'm not like a business person. And I still am learning everything. Everything mm-hmm. I know about business, I learned on the way. Um, so basically, I was like, okay, why not? You know, so my senior year of college, I just set up a little business... I named it Positivity, put my name in it. I would not have put Tiff in there if I knew it was going to be a real business because it's so hard to spell and people get so confused. And I feel like it would have been much easier if it was just like something a little less intense. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that it is that name. It's memorable. It's super memorable for sure, but it's very challenging. Um... 
for people to find me if gotcha. they don't. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like a Google search. You're going to look up. You're going to be like, what? Positive T? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and if you hear it, you don't really think there's a tip in there. But, gotcha. But I'm glad I did it because mm-hmm. it's kind of fun, you know? It is. But so I started Positivity and actually my roommate, the same one with the um, cramping issue, mm-hmm. she started a company called Jolly Llama she was my best friend. So mm-hmm. we just did everything together. Nice. So she's going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Vice versa. Yeah. Um, and so she did like natural hand soaps and scrubs and stuff like that and made like shampoos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so we would go together to markets and sell, I would sell tea and she'd sell her, you know, hand soaps and, you know, lip balms and all this stuff. And we would just share booths and, and go play. And it was just a lot of fun. And we just did it for fun, you Mm -hmm. know? Well, then, um, it actually took off because I had some, so I was in Murfreesboro at the time at Middle Tennessee State University. And I had some people in Nashville, some companies. So Eighth and Rose was one of the first mm-hmm. companies, like cafes I went into. And then um, I had gotten in a couple little places in Murfreesboro, but I, they were small. You know, again, I was like, this is just for fun. Whenever I graduate, I'll just continue on to graduate school or join the Peace Corps. That's mm-hmm. what I assumed would happen. And like positivity would never be known again, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I had a couple businesses in Nashville that were interested. And then I had a really big client in Nashville come on and they um, found me and they were like, hey, we want you to work with us and we want our own special blend. And it was actually crazy and really cool. Mm -hmm. And that was why I went ahead and I was like, oh, I guess I guess guess I've got something here. (laughs) Yeah. And so when I graduated, I actually kind of rushed my graduation because I was then, because I work full-time in college, Mm -hmm. and so, like, I was working full-time, then I had started to do so much with positivity and I was going to school full time and I was like okay you need to drop one of these like this is getting out of control and so I was like well let's see where positivity goes so I started working with some clients um in Nashville and then around Murfreesboro and then I had an opportunity to open a tea shop um just on the square in Murfreesboro Mm -hmm. because the rent was dirt cheap Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend at the time and I he had a little web business and so I had a tea company I don't know why everybody around me was like, let's start our own business, you know? (laughs) But we were all like that, you know? And so we went in on it, and the rent was $300 a month. So it was... Wow, that's it? Yeah, but it was eight feet wide. It Uh, was so small. So it was basically like a stand. Kind of. It was (laughs) 50 or 60 feet back, though. So it was so long, and we shared a bathroom with the neighbors next door. Oh, okay. It was so weird. But but really, though, the reason it was so cheap was because there was nothing done to it. There wasn't heat, and there wasn't air. There wasn't, like, the floors were gross. So we had to rebuild the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so we rebuilt every... like put in hardwood floors. We did everything. Um, it was a lot of fun actually to like build it out. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, but, and originally I was like, well, I don't want, it was all really his idea. He's like, let's put our businesses in this and do this. And I'm like, no, I'm like going to graduate school or like leave me in the country. I'm not, (laughs) what? I'm not living in Murfreesboro after I graduated. Who are you kidding? Like, I'm like, no way. I'm like, I'm going to see a little bit with, you know, where these clients go, but really this is not, you know, I was like, okay, fine, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Let's open it up. And I was just going to do it as like, this is my office space, not Mm -hmm. a storefront. But then I was like, oh wait, I could just 
have people come in and buy tea? I guess I could be a storefront. And so, <laughs> yeah, I was like literally just, oh, okay. Like as it was going, it was like, that's a great idea. Okay, I think I'll try that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I tried it and it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. So anyways, long story short. So I had that for about a year and a half. Uh, and then I closed it because... Again, I didn't take, I don't have any loans or investors or anything like that. So I was my only employee and it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It, it became like drowning. I wasn't doing anything but working. So it was good though. It was a great experience and I'm mm-hmm. grateful that I had it. But then, yeah, I closed it. I was like, it's probably time to close it. But yeah. So that's kind of like the, the birth of positivity. Gotcha. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I I think you had told me like a little bit of that before, but I got the extended version. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, I warn you, tangents are my thing. <laughs> That's I'll keep okay. Going. <laughs> that was I love that. Like okay. everything about that. So let's jump in and talk about the actual blends that you make and um, how you source everything because we don't really like grow tea in Tennessee. Yeah, we definitely do not grow tea in Tennessee. <laughs> we do have one tea plantation in South Carolina. Charleston. Mm-hmm. I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Have you ever been there? No, but I'm going to Charleston in May for a wedding, and that we will go. definitely be on the list. Oh, yeah, it's really fun. It's, like, cool because you're just like, oh, look out, I'm in a tea plantation in the mm-hmm. U.S. Now, whether or not, like, their tea is the best or not, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's TBD. Just, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, but, yeah, so tea definitely does not grow in Tennessee at all. It doesn't grow in the U.S., uh, except for some exceptions, but typically it doesn't grow in the U.S. Um, and, actually, I work with over 80 ingredients. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I have, um, like, 30-plus blends that I have on regular that people can buy. And I use about 80 ingredients, and I, like, counted it up exactly, but it's a little over 80. So, mm-hmm. um, and basically, my blends are medicinal. Objectively, that's my goal is to make them medicinal, but I want them to taste good so you'll actually drink them. So you won't just be like, oh, well, this is fun. I'm glad that this is going to help my headache. But at the same time, it tastes like butt, so I'm never going to drink it. You know? I have bought some from other suppliers that are supposed to be like medicinal, and then I have to like force myself to drink them yeah. because they just taste so bad. And I'm like, yes. You're detoxing my body, but you taste disgusting. Yeah, and there's no point. I do not understand why you would, like, get a tea that's supposed to help you with some ailment Mm -hmm. and then load it with sugar or honey or something like that. Now, honey, of course, it's not terrible for you, but it's still going to spike your blood glucose. You're going to have negative effects for your health by way of, like just drinking like a super sweet beverage, you know? Mm -hmm. So you may get those properties that are boosting your immune system or the high antioxidants or whatever you're looking for, but at the same time, you're now spiking your blood sugar. So it's very counter to me. And so my goal is to make like herbalism presentable to everybody and also so that people that are not so keen, if you will, to to like Mm medicinal-like, they kind of look at it like, oh, what is that magic? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They, they're they still like, oh, okay, but I love tea, and they still enjoy the tea. Right. You know, so it's not just, like, foreign, foreign stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, I try and make it, like, whimsical, taste good, but then also each one of them very much specifically mm-hmm. for their health properties. And I get everything that I use from a co-op. Okay. So the co-op's out of Iowa, 
And the reason I use this co-op and I've been using them for years and there are a couple other sources that I get like in California and Oregon, mm -hmm. but um, primarily I stick with this co-op and it's because they are really, really good at sourcing high quality product and or ingredients, herbs, spices, mm -hmm. teas, and they also are really good at making sure that things are fair trade and organic. Nice. So I have those options. So my primary goal, like everything's organic, and then anything that comes from outside of the country is fair trade. And that's because like the reason positivity is called positivity is because I want it to be a full circle of positive energy. Nice. Yeah. So we don't really understand or see in the U.S. the impact that our tea and coffee consumption and like sugar consumption and all these different common like foods, uh, how that impacts the rest of the world. But really it can negatively impact mm -hmm. the rest of the world quite dramatically because there are tons like Lipton tea, the, their plantations, they do not care about their employees at all. The people on there are basically indentured servants. It's a big problem. Mm -hmm. And the way they treat the people there, they don't have rights. They hardly have any, like, they hardly pay them. They live on the plantation. It's horrible. So anyways, so I wanted to be a, make a good impact mm -hmm. to the planet, to the people, and then to the person that's drinking nice. it. Nice. So, yeah. One of my New Year's resolutions is to be more environmentally conscious Beautiful. So yeah. I've been making a more concentrated effort to like shop from B Corps and Good. um I already got kind of big on like shop local when I moved here, but like to do that more and more. So that's yeah, that's good to know. Good. That's that baby steps. That's mm -hmm. like we have to remember it seems daunting when we step back and we look at it. Oh my gosh, there's so much that I need to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, just do one thing. If you mm -hmm. change one thing at a time, you'll make a positive mm -hmm. impact, you know? So I already started using a reusable Ziploc bags. Good job. So I bought some Stasher recently. Nice. Um, so you can, yep. Yeah, that's perfect. So baby steps. Baby steps. I'm currently trying to get rid of my garbage bags. So for like, a month now, I'm not using garbage bags, which is good because I feel like that's something I'm like, I don't need to be wasting these garbage bags because mm -hmm. I already am like, okay, I got rid of my my grocery bags. I don't use those. I have reusable, all the bags mm -hmm. in the world for that. Like I have, you know, pro produce bags, all the stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, A plus on that. Now what's your next step? And I'm mm -hmm. like, garbage bags. But I, it is harder than you would realize. The like, only reason, if I could figure out a way to environmentally friendly clean her litter box oh my gosh that's a good point that literally that is the only reason i still use plastic shopping bags is yeah to clean out my cat's litter box right so you're repurposing them so that's mm -hmm. good that's that's a plus you know you're at least mm -hmm. using them over because yeah no that's like the thing what i've been doing is so i'll get a big giant thing of spinach and you know how those giant things of spinach come mm -hmm. in those plastic bins I'll put all my like organic stuff in there when I'm done using all the spinach mm -hmm. and then everything else is recyclable that's all I really know nice. yeah so I'm like oh that's what I've learned I'm like oh okay so it's like organic material or recyclable mm -hmm. stuff so there you go but it's just like a rotation or like I get these bags of blueberries they're frozen I'll use those they're really strong I'm trying to cut back on my single-use plastic. Yeah, me so, too. At least starting there. It's it's a start. It's a process. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, so let's dive into your blends specifically and the different types of tea there are. 
Um, I know there's like black tea, white tea, green tea, herbal, and then I can never say it right, like rebos or rooibos or whatever it's called. Rooibos. Rooibos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to call it rutabus before I <laughs> ever heard what it, how it was like pronounced. So mm-hmm. yeah, everybody says it a little different. Yeah. But it, it's rooibos. That's why all the rooibos blends that I have, or most of them, it's like sunny roo. Because gotcha. it's rutabus. I'm like, oh, wait, that's not. How gotcha. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got a lot of green and white tea blends, which are some of my favorites. Um, oh, yeah. But let's talk about what are some of your, I guess, most popular blends, and then what like medicinal benefit do they serve for the mind and body? Great question. So um, it's hard to say popular blends because it depends on where you are. Okay. So every literally like 15 miles away from one spot to another completely different interest. In okay. Teams. It's very interesting, actually. Um, but some of the more, we'll say just holiday. We'll go with holiday popular ones. Okay. Falling Up is a really popular one, and that's a rooibos blend. Okay. So that's a rooibos cinnamon orange blend. And that one I made specifically for cold and flu season mm. and to help regulate blood glucose levels. Nice. Yeah. So that one's for the season. So it has a couple different really helpful things in there. So you have obviously cinnamon helps regulate your blood glucose levels. Um, rooibos does as well. And then there's orange peel, rose hips in there as well. And that'll help with, um, vitamin C. So, and they're also very immune boost, or I mean, sorry, um, they help boost the immune system, which is really nice. Um, fennel's also in there as well. And fennel's phenomenal for digestion and it helps like soothe any like upset stomach issues or anything like that. And then licorice root is in there as well, and that helps coat and protect and heal Mm -hmm. the throat. But then it also is an adaptogen, so a lot of people don't realize this, but licorice root is an adaptogen. And so adaptogens are phenomenal because they help the body adapt to stressors. Okay. So whenever you're having, like, you know, changing of the seasons, that's a stressor on our body, or if you're feeling you know, a lot of stress from work, things like that. It helps you kind of regulate and balance that. Good to know. Yeah. Maybe I should stock up on licorice root. Licorice root (laughs) is phenomenal. The only thing to know about licorice root to be like mindful of is if you have high blood pressure, it does raise your blood pressure just a little bit, but nothing crazy. It's not going to be like detrimental, but that's always something that I am like, be mindful of that if you have high blood pressure. But yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I think I tasted the, you had the falling up at the market. Yeah. Recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one's popular because licorice root. So licorice candy is actually the flavor black licorice candy is anise. So everybody mm-hmm. always is like, they think licorice root. They're like, oh, I don't want that. I hate licorice. But usually they love licorice root mm-hmm. and they don't like black licorice because anise is the black mm-hmm. licorice and licorice root is actually 500 times sweeter than sugar naturally. Oh, okay. And it doesn't have a glycemic index at all, no caloric intake at all. It's just the root. Mm-hmm. And so the longer you steep it, the sweeter it gets naturally while also the stronger the health properties get. Nice. Which is cool. So falling up is cool. I made it so that it was also presentable for children Mm -hmm. so when you have like a little kid that's sick and they don't want to drink tea because they're like tea's gross they'll want to drink this and it'll Mm -hmm. help boost their immune system help fight out whatever's going on so yeah that's Mm -hmm. yeah so the longer you steep it the stronger the health properties get and the sweeter it gets and then you don't have to add anything to it good to know i feel like do you also use stevia for sweetening? I do, actually. I love stevia leaves. So I don't... I would like to try to grow some. I have a seed packet that I bought, but when I read the back of the packet on, like, how to plant it and when to plant it, 
I bought it in like July. Yeah. And that's like not the best time to start growing it. So oh. I'm going to wait. But well, well, if you're growing it inside, I don't know if it's going to be the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would think. I mean, maybe experiment with a couple of them and put Mm -hmm. it under a grow light Mm -hmm. and you might be able to. But I will say I've grown stevia, the plant, a couple times and I always kill my stevia plant. I don't know why. (laughs) I have friends that are really good at growing stevia and I just cannot handle it apparently. Mm -hmm. Like every time I'm like, oh, it's doing really well. It's looking great. And then all of a sudden it's like dying. And I'm like... What happened to you? (laughs) I can grow like the most weird plants. Like I have like those giant fiddly fig plants. Mm -hmm. They love my apartment. They just like grow and they get bigger and they Mm -hmm. love life. But for some reason, stevia is not one of those plants that likes my apartment. So Mm. (laughs) yeah. I've never tried to grow anything indoors because of Maggie. Oh yeah. yeah. But I've had succulents and she left those alone. So okay. maybe I could get her to leave. Maybe make alone. like a little like fence for her. Yes. <laughs> a tiny like don't go in here fence, you know? <laughs> I might try that. What I do you think, know. Maggie? Maggie's like, I'm tired. I'm not Yes, she don't is. Even. <laughs> I'm so tired from sleeping all day. Exactly. Yeah. It's an exhausting job to th- sleep all day. Oh my gosh. Must be. <laughs> um, um, so one of my favorite blends that you have is the Bumblebee White. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's a great blend. Mm-hmm. So white tea I've been drinking a lot of lately, and it's, like, packed with antioxidants, and it's just, like, super good for you. Yes. Yes. So so white tea is actually the baby bud of the tea plant, if you will. Okay. So you have so you have the tea plant, which is Camellia sinensis, and that is going to be white tea, green tea, oolong, black tea, and pu'er. And then there is a tea, it's considered yellow tea, but we don't see it very often in the U.S. Um, Matcha is also tea as well. Mm -hmm. That's just ground up green tea. But that's all the same plant. Okay. Yeah. So white tea is the same as black tea and green tea. They're just different, like produced differently. Okay. So for white tea, it's usually the first two um, growth picks that they take so when they start harvesting Mm -hmm. the first two harvests that's the best way to put it okay um they take those first two and it's like the very baby buds and then they don't do any kind of like fermentation or anything like that to it so they basically just immediately steam it or whatever process they're going to do and then it's white tea so okay so green tea goes through like just a little bit of a fermentation black tea goes for a little bit longer um oolong is really cool because it's right between green and black Mm -hmm. So if you ever meet like an oolong, somebody that makes oolong in China, they're like a tea master. That's what they're considered because it's very hard to do. Um, That's why oolong's so expensive. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's cool, too. So like black tea, part of the process of making it fermented is to like beat up the tea leaf. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll like be, you notice like black tea is not like beautifully you know oftentimes it's not like this beautiful fine tea Mm -hmm. leaf it's like usually like bits and pieces of tea leaf but green tea will be like a full tea leaf like Mm -hmm. a gunpowder green tea is like tiny little you know but Mm -hmm. then once it hits water it's like a giant tea leaf Mm -hmm. um so oolong it's like right between both of them Mm -hmm. so it's like somehow they keep the integrity of the tea leaf but then also get like the rim you'll see if you ever Mm -hmm. like pick up it's like beautiful color on the inside a little Mm -hmm. bit dark on the outside I love it's so much fun Mm -hmm. but and then pu'er is actually just aged tea 
Okay. So they pack it down and then they age it. And so like a good puer is going to be aged for like 15 plus years. Um, we oftentimes will get, our puers will be like five years. Okay. You know what I mean? Five, seven years or something like mm-hmm. that. But a really good, like those bricks of tea, those are going to be aged for a long time. They don't smell great, but that's okay because they're... That's they're like, aged. Yeah, they're yeah. aged. They're not supposed to smell great. But white tea, so being that it doesn't go through any of that fermentation process, and it's the very first, like, couple harvests that mm-hmm. they make, it has the highest amount of antioxidants and little to no caffeine. Mm-hmm. So it should have less caffeine than decaf coffee, um, and it should have an extraordinary amount of antioxidants. Nice. So, so yeah, they used to consider it like the emperor's tea mm-hmm. way back in the day in China, and only the emperor could drink it. That was it. Oh wow! It was only for them. Like no special else. tea. Very special. <laughs> yeah, white tea is very special. So very nice. Um, so let's talk about a couple more. Um, we covered off on the rooibos and the white tea. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking. Green tea blends. I know you've got like a late, is it Lazy Llama? Lazy Llama, but that's a chamomile blend. Okay, chamomile yeah. blend. Yeah. So um, I'll touch on too, just to give people a rundown of what rooibos is too. Okay. So people know like what that is. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see anything that says like red tea, mm-hmm. typically that's going to be rooibos or honeybush. Okay. Um, and they both come from South Africa. That's the only place that they can grow. Um, they're bush plants. Okay. So they're bush plants from South Africa, super high in antioxidants. They're actually, they have antihistamine properties, like a wonder world of health benefits. They're phenomenal and no caffeine at all. Awesome. So that's just... On the rooibos. Okay. Um, Lazy Llama is a chamomile blend. Mm -hmm. And I named it Lazy Llama because it's just for calming. Mm -hmm. But it has chamomile and passionflower in there. And those are both just like soothing for the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Passionflower is really good for anxiety, stress, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really nice to have that. I do put licorice root in there as well. So the adaptogenic properties of licorice Mm -hmm. root also gives it a nice mild sweet undertone to it. But it also helps like... Kind of like even out the nervous system, if you will. Gotcha. Any other blends you would like to touch on? Any other types of tea we haven't touched on? Um, there are so many. So uh, Earl Grey, just, mm-hmm. I'll just give little baby rundowns. Yeah, and sure. Stuff. Um, so Earl Grey is basically going to be any tea. So it can be green. It can be black. It could be white. Hardly ever see that. You mm-hmm. rarely see Earl Grey as anything but black tea, but it can be other things because all it is, is it's tea with bergamot oil added to it. I love bergamot. Oh yeah. So much. It's so nice and it's so soothing. So mm-hmm. it's very often, um, that's why a lot of people love it because it's so like relaxing Mm -hmm. which is very interesting you know concerning yeah yeah it's a black tea I'm always Mm -hmm. like oh what an interesting combo yeah (laughs) it's great though they originally made it like that because um China and uh England were having this like continuum of trade obviously mm-hmm. of trying to trade out tea and so originally when China was kind of like the dominant player of tea and the only place that you could get tea it was always green tea mm-hmm. so for a very long time um, England would only get green tea um, so the UK I guess would also I guess it was like the whole mm-hmm. but anyways so it was only ever green tea that they could get um, but they didn't want that monopoly anymore they wanted to have like They wanted tea plants, basically. So they had, long story short, they had found some tea plants in India, and then they started harvesting it there, but they didn't have the same, like, long-term, like, awareness of how to harvest and, Mm -hmm. and make it 
great, like green tea. So when they made that switch from being like getting all their tea from China into getting it from India, um, they it was black tea and it was really, really intense. If you yeah. Know. It was just like straight like Assam. Like if you ever drink Assam tea, mm-hmm. it's very bitter. It's very. Yes. So they started adding stuff to it. So that's where like the whole classic like um, English tea came from mm-hmm. because they added like a lemon or they would add um, milk and sugar to kind of cut it. Mm-hmm. And then the bergamot came from that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Earl, the name was like this, uh, the prime minister during the time i can't remember exactly or but it was someone important i've heard this story before it was yeah, someone important someone important named earl <laughs> yes. was the one yeah so basically that was that was where that came from but that was why they added it was because it was so intense mm-hmm. is the best way to put it yeah 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 so that's where that came from earl gray is also very good yeah it is very good yes um, one other kind of like technical thing, I guess, is all your teas are loose leaf you s- or you sell them loose leaf yeah. in little like ounce bags. I've always heard that drinking and or preparing and drinking tea loose leaf is like healthier for you compared to bagged tea, but bagged tea isn't necessarily like the worst because there are like quote unquote good ways to do it or better ways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically what you want to look for if you're going to get bag teas is whole leaf. Okay. So I'm loose leaf, but I'm also whole leaf. Mm -hmm. So I don't grind everything up or anything like that. It's just like I just get the herb and I mix them together and there it is. It's Mm -hmm. dried when it comes to me, so it's already dried. Um, But then I just blend the dried herbs together and and then there it is. Um, and then people go through the process of steeping it at home, but I do bag it for some companies that do not want to go through the process themselves. And so I hand bag it. So all I do is I take the actual whole leaf teas and put them into bags and then Mm -hmm. close them. So I still don't grind them or anything like that. So really what you're looking for is you want teas like, so if you're getting a tea from the store, you want to look for something that's organic and fair trade so it's good for you. Because if it's not organic, it's probably packed with pesticides mm-hmm. and herbicides and crap that you don't need in your body. Right. Um, and then fair trade because you do not want... Okay, if it's a chamomile or if it's in the U.S., you don't have to worry about the fair trade. But fair or direct trade or equal exchange, things like that. Just like with your chocolate or your coffee, that's what mm-hmm. you're kind of looking for as well. But you don't want, like, we vote with our dollar. We don't need to link ourselves to negative, like, in, like some, even though they may not be in our lives, like, we don't need to be a part of, like, a poor lifestyle for somebody that's right. across the world. Like, we don't need to be in that chain. Just don't put yourself in that mm-hmm. chain. Um, and then also just looking for, like, whole leaf. Because if it's whole leaf, most likely it's a little bit fresher. Because a lot of these teas at in the grocery stores that are just ground up and put in these bags, they're years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, the health properties for them are probably pretty slim at a point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's just being mindful of it and just like looking for like holy for recognizing like good brands that are, are really taking, you know, care of what they're Mm -hmm. making, you know? Last question before we move on. What's your go-to tea? Um, okay. So geeky green Yes, that one's also very good. Yeah, that's my, that's the first blend I made for the company. And I have, this is ridiculous, but I have been drinking that for 15 years every single morning. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like out of control. And I'm waiting for the day that like, oh, I don't want this today. No, never happens. So I don't, like, that's my 
that is my blend for mm-hmm. sure. And I, I make samples at the markets so that I can drink it to be real. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm always like, oh, Geeky Green, yeah. And I'm never sick of it. Mm-hmm. There's never a point. But really what I'm looking for, anything really strong green teas and peppermint are oh, my two. Oh, I love mint. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mint is – and peppermint for me, I'm more – I love peppermint. Spearmint's nice, but spearmint's got this, like, it's kind of like a sweet, Mm -hmm. milder mint. And I'm not really, I want strong mint, you know? So those are, like, as long as I have green tea and peppermint every day, I'm typically a good human being, Mm -hmm. you know? But if I'm missing those, you probably want to, like, give me some space. Because (laughs) I might be like, I have not gotten tea. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, But, yeah, so, and then, so at home, I don't actually have blends at home. Mm -hmm. I have, it's like an herbal store you know I just like have all these bulk herbs everywhere (laughs) and so I'm like oh what am I feeling so always starts with that like the gunpowder green tea is typically my go-to green tea and then like peppermint and then I'll be like okay what do I need today and typically I'll put like some adaptogens in there so ashwagandha I put in there a lot Mm -hmm. and then um I always put ginkgo in there because it's so good for memory and circulation to the brain nice um and that's also in geeky green um lemongrass is really good it's like I consider it the herb that plays well with everyone. Okay. Yeah. So it's really balancing for things. Um, and it's also really good for fighting like intestinal parasites and stuff like that, which okay. is really random. I know, but it's just like good for the digestive yeah. tract. Um, so that's something I also put in there. Um, lemon balm I'll put in there every mm-hmm. once in a while. Skull cap I'll throw in there whenever I want. But the base is always gunpowder, green tea, and peppermint. Very nice. So, yeah. Love it. All right. Is there anything about tea we haven't touched on? think we covered a lot I think we really did and I feel like this is if anybody has any questions Mm -hmm. if they want like a legit tea 101 or something like that send me an email it's just t-i-f-f at p-o-s-i-t-i-f-f-i-t-e-a dot com it's a long name um but you can send me an email and just say hey if you have any questions at all like oh man I was learning a lot about you know ashwagandha you know Mm -hmm. what in the world is this and I either know or I have a book that knows Mm -hmm. or I if I don't have a book that knows and I don't know I am just as curious as you and I will find Mm -hmm. out everything about it so I will be your go-to that is awesome and I will throw that email address in the show notes when the episode goes live sweet awesome all right we are going to finish off with the jar of questions if you have been a faithful listener of the Nougabelle podcast, you know all about the jar. But for my new listeners in 2020, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper and all sorts of fun little questions for us to talk about. Ooh. So we'll each draw a couple and then we can answer each other's questions. Okay, cool. So I'll start us off. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? Oh, as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, in second grade, I really wanted to be a second grade teacher. <laughs> I don't know why. Just really wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So that, that, and then as I got older, I wanted to be an explorer. So, okay. Yeah. Those I ones. wanted to be a meteorologist. Oh, cool. And then I figured out it was all math and science and things I'm not good at. So I was like, mm, maybe not. I'm learning that it's not that we're not good at it. It's just, we need to apply the time, you know, just but, like, so this is something just random, but Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. he was a phenomenal basketball player, mm-hmm. hands down one of the best. And he made just as many misses as he made um, actual, made 
basket shots. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know a lot about basketball. <laughs> but um, anyway, I almost called it baseball. Let's just stick to the point. Hey, of he this played story. baseball too. He played all the games. No. <laughs> but it's just his practice. It was just the time that he put into it. And so, really, like if you ever wanted to do that, you could totally do it. Mm-hmm. It's just putting in the time. Maybe I just didn't like it enough. That might have been it. See, that's like a different thing. And like, maybe you're just like, dude, this is not fun. I didn't you like, know? I didn't like the other side of it enough to put the time into it. Right? That, see, that is legit, you yeah, know, but you could totally do it. You what it was. Okay. <laughs> go for it. I'm going to go in. I want this blue one. Name something you think is overrated. I'm going to get crucified for this. I'll say it. Chipotle. Oh, okay. All right. I love Chipotle, I will say. But I get, give me your reasoning and then I, I'll. I've, I've had others that are better that also don't make me sick. Chipotle makes you sick? Mm-hmm. What makes you sick about it? I, the couple of times I've had it, they opened one in my college town, either my freshman or sophomore year. And of course, all my friends like lost their minds and we're like, oh, we have to go to Chipotle. And right, I'd, right. Be, I'd been to Moe's and, um, one of the other ones, I can't remember which one, several times before and, like, never had any issues with it. Right. But there was just something about it that I was, like, it wasn't that it was bad quality. It I was just, like, I feel like I could get the same quality or better for a cheaper price. I will say it is very expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah. And I don't know if they use, like, MSG or something. Oh. That maybe upsets me. Oh, yeah. But I've also had, like, similar restaurants where I have, like, kind of gotten sick. Yeah. But the food still tastes better. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Anyway. I, I'm a vegetarian, so I usually don't venture out with a lot of their, like, stuff. I just get, I'm just like, I just basically want a salad with guac on it. But I will say I'm not, like. Maybe it's the meat. Yeah, it might be because I've never had an issue eating there but mm-hmm. I I do get what you're saying like I like to see Chipotle as an option if there's nothing else around right but it's not my first go-to mm-hmm. so I do get what you're saying but there are a lot of people that are like weirdly obsessed with it and yeah I don't understand it yeah I'm like they're fine they're a burrito place or mm-hmm. I don't dislike them yeah I just don't get the hype yeah it's like yeah I mean I'll say and I don't know I mean it, I don't even eat chicken so mm-hmm. that might be Chick-fil-A. What's the deal with Chick-fil-A? Get over it. It's a fast food joint. You know? So anyways, that's like, there's my like, okay, I guess I had to get one too. So there it is. If we're doing food spots. All right. What's the deal with Chick-fil-A? There it is. It's overrated. Okay. Though I have been at one in Georgia Mm -hmm. and it was like a crazy drive through. Mm -hmm. There was like Four or five or six billion lines, like, not yep. billion, obviously, but it was, like, <laughs> lines. Like, I, it was, like, going to a gas station mm-hmm. and just all these people. I couldn't even believe it. I was, like, what are we getting? Yeah. What's happening? I, I will say I do, I do love Chick-fil-A, but I have been at plenty of, plenty of times when I'm just, like, y'all. It's chicken and pickles. Like, right. I don't so get it. Long. I don't get it. That's why I'm just like, it's just a chicken place. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like all the other chicken places. I, I will say it is one of my go-to stops when I'm driving and traveling because they are everywhere. Right. Well, that's Starbucks is mine for that. Oh, yeah, that too. Because they have hot water so I can mm-hmm. make tea. And they don't give me crap about that. Yep. Um, and also they have... Um, 
clean bathrooms. Yes. So you know you're going to be able to, and they, they are open late. Mm-hmm. So whenever, because my family lives in Chicago, so like I do my drives and it's always like, I'm just like, Starbucks. You're yep. a hero. Thank you for not making me have to go to the bathroom at the gas station. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go again. Okay. One movie or TV show you won't believe I've never seen. Oh, that I've never seen? Okay. I mean, there are a lot of them. To yes. be real, I don't have a television. <laughs> so, I haven't had a television in like a decade. So oh, wow. Yeah. I... I mean, you could just name one, and I probably haven't seen it. Um, I have never seen The Office. Okay, okay. I have seen The Office, not a lot of them, and I am told I need to watch more of them all the time. Um, I just recently watched Parks and Recreation for the first time. Okay, I've only seen, like, two episodes of that. Uh, so, Parks and Rec, I will say, it took me a little bit to get into it, but okay. one of my best friends is obsessed with it, and she said, just keep giving it time, it'll get there, and oh. I... I will say, Leslie, this should have been my overrated question or overrated answer. Leslie Nope is incredibly overrated. She's the worst thing about that show. Oh, really? I don't know who she is. Um, who is she? Which one? Amy Poehler, the... the blonde. Oh, okay. Like the main character. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, there are other characters on that show that are much better suited than Leslie. Or anyway. Um, <laughs> and I still have not seen Avengers Endgame. Even though I've seen every other Marvel movie. Oh, really? I still have not seen it. Dude, again. I guess maybe I'm more <laughs> up than I realized because I have seen that. But I love, I love Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm like a weirdo. I'm like, every time I go and see those, I'm like, I cannot wait until I get my superpower. Mm-hmm. I leave with this like crazy concept or I'm like, oh, you know, I run a lot. Yep. I'm like, I need to really start getting <laughs> like <laughs> serious about my fitness and mm-hmm. becoming like unstoppable. So, so yeah. And yeah, the Black Widow trailer is awesome. I think that comes out in May. Okay, cool. All right. That'll yes. be a mandatory one. Yes. Mm-hmm. They will see that together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I am going to do this green one. One new place I'd love to visit in 2020 is... Ooh. Um, well, I'm going to Charleston in May for my cousin's wedding. Cool. Um, my friend and I were having coffee a few weeks ago, and she was saying that one of her goals for 2020 is just to travel more. Not She wants to go abroad, but just yeah. in general, travel more, see new cities. So she and I were talking about... Just, like, easy, like, weekend trips that you can do from Chattanooga. And we both realized, like, Birmingham's kind of up and coming. Yeah. And I might have been to Birmingham once as, like, a kid when I was growing up in Atlanta. But obviously it has changed a lot since then. So it sounds weird, but, like, it's an easy trip. And apparently they have a really cool food scene. So, like, I'm going to go down there and, like, eat and drink for a weekend. Yeah. Dude, I actually feel the same way. I, um, I've only been there once to see a show, Mm -hmm. Lake Street Dive. Okay. they were phenomenal. It was so good. But it was nighttime. So, I didn't really do anything during Mm -hmm. the day. And, but it was a great show. So, I've been thinking the same thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to go down there and just check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, but very cool. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, um, I guess... I really want to go to India. Okay. Super bad. So I have like kind of 
an idea. And if I can save up the money, I want to go in October. Nice. So, yeah, that's my um, friend of mine was there, I guess a couple, I guess in October, a couple months ago. I'm not entirely sure what he was doing over there, but he was, was there. Was he doing um, hang gliding? No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't think so. There was a big group of Chattanoogans there. Oh my gosh. Doing that. And actually, that's why I'm like, oh, October, because they're going to the area that I want to go to. Okay. And it would be cool to just know people in yeah. that area while I'm there. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just no manning it, which would be fine. Mm-hmm. I've done that in other countries, but it would be just, it's a different culture, different, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of navigate and everything like that when you're alone. So it'd be nice to at least know people. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend's never been out of the country. Well, he's been to Canada once, but he's never been to like Europe or anything. So he's been talking about like, we should plan a trip to like London or Iceland. Yeah. And I've been to London four times now. Three, yeah. four. Anyway, I love London. I studied abroad there in college, so it's like, it's my city. Yeah. So I'm like, anytime you want to go to England, you just tell me Aww. and we'll do that. Yeah. Um, I've been to London on one trip, but I did like, I went to London, was there for two nights, then I went to Dublin, then I came back and was there for nice. another day. Um, so I kind of twice, but really mm-hmm. just like one, one trip, only a couple mm-hmm. days. But it was cool. I it's love London. humongous. Yeah. Oh my god, it's huge! I so I get there. It's like nighttime. I like roll up, go to my hostel, and like do all that. And then in the morning, I'm like, okay, I want to see all these things. But these are just like tourist things that I want to see. I'm just gonna run to them because usually that's what I like to do. I like to walk or run mm-hmm. or bike cities that I'm new yep. to just to get the general gist of the mm-hmm. place. And I did not like go oh. <laughs> How many miles is that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, surely it's not that far. Looking at the map, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not bad. I start off on my run, and I'm like hours into this run, and I haven't even gotten to like half of the stuff on my list, not even close, and I'm finally just like, I'm starving. Like, I I have to retreat. Peaceful bow out. Don't know where I'm going. Like, I need to go back to the oh hostel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really funny because I was like, where am how is everything so far apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, though. It was oh, really that's so cool. fun. Yeah. Yes, I would go back to London in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's do one more each. Okay, cool. I'm going to grab this pink one down here. One thing I would like to learn to cook is I was actually having a conversation earlier today with a coworker of mine who was talking about the salmon recipe that she made. Oh. And I do not like fish okay. or really any type of seafood. Okay. So one thing I would like to learn how to cook is salmon and cook it in a way that I will enjoy eating it because I know it's good for you. Why don't you try and make salmon burgers? Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a good way to make them because it's fun, it's, like, unique, and they taste delicious. Salmon burgers are always delicious. Okay. And you can find a million great recipes online, and it's super easy to do. And when you make them, you can just keep them in the freezer. So you make a bunch of them, keep them in the freezer, and you can just... It's just, like, so much more accessible okay so I'll make that for friends of mine that'll be like not they're not fishy you know but they want that or whatever so Mm -hmm. that's a good choice okay I'll have to give that a try they're really fun add that to my list of 2020 goals yes exactly (laughs) okay so 
What are some of your goals for 2020? <laughs> Done. Environmentally um, friendly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, for 2020, I want to, this is so stupid. I'm a runner. I want to up my running game and really increase my mileage. Okay. Um, and not get an injury this season. So I got, I did pretty well this past year. This is so ridiculous. This is definitely like runner's talk, but whatever. <laughs> um, but like this past year, I did really well. But I have a couple like um, time goals that I have for mm-hmm. some marathons that I want to run. And I got injured right before the marathon I ran in November. Aww. So I still ran the marathon painfully. It was painful. But I did it. I don't care. I finished it. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was good. But this upcoming season, I want to really have like... I want to work out my recovery and rest gotcha. really well and like listen to my body really well and figure out like the fine tuning of everything mm-hmm. because I think I can hit some of my goals for that. Okay. But primarily goal is just like up my game with running. Gotcha. Yeah. Very nice. So silly, but yeah. I am always impressed by like super serious runners because I tried to be a runner and it was just, it just didn't click for some reason and I, yeah, I have so much respect for people who are, like, actual runners and devoted to it. And I'm just like, I wish. But. It just takes time. Yeah. Anything that you're going to do, like, anything worth doing takes time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it's a process. And I just learned about um, endorphins and... Exercises releases endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, endorphins are actually, so quick science. I read a lot about neuroscience Mm -hmm. on the side just for fun because I'm a weirdo and that's what (laughs) I love. And then I listen to a lot of podcasts about Mm -hmm. neuroscience too. And so this one, I was just listening to a podcast about um, uh, neurotransmitters and endorphins Mm -hmm. I thought was very interesting because endorphins, you get them when you're running, yada, yada. Well, we always think, oh, endorphins are so cool. Well, the, um, like drug of choice for endorphins would be ecstasy. Oh yeah. So what it is, is actually endorphins are like released. They are only released from pain. So our body, (laughs) yes. So listen to this. And it really made me sit down and go, what's wrong with me that I like love running so much. But anyways, so endorphins are like a pain response, obviously, Mm -hmm. because, and it lasts for 15 minutes. Because if you look at the animal kingdom and you have like this gazelle running from this lion, the gazelle is running from the lion and well, all of a sudden the lion gets the gazelle, right? Bites the gazelle. And you're like, why is the gazelle still able to run post the bite? Mm -hmm. You know, aren't they hurt? Yada, yada. Well, and that's when, oh, they're hurt. Pain happens. Endorphins kick in for Uh. 15 minutes so that they can either get out of that situation because they're either going to go run away and continue and like live Mm -hmm. or they're going to die. So in 15 minutes, they're either going to be dead or they're going to be freed from whatever it was that was causing them pain. Mm. And so they'll be able to then, then all their wounds, they can feel them, you know what I mean? And they can start healing and like doing whatever they need to for that. But yeah, it's just a pain response. And so like for us to get a runner's high, we have to literally be in pain. That explains so much. (laughs) Right? I just was like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Can you believe that, Maggie? (laughs) Anyways, I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, 
maybe I'm a weirdo because I love <laughs> running so much. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that that explains so much. Oh yeah, my goodness. It really does. But yeah. anyways. All right, we are going to wrap up this episode of the Nougat Bell podcast. Um, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for um, having me. You mentioned your email address earlier, but um, where else can people find positivity on the internet or in person? Um, so you can find me at www.pos. I-T-I-F-F-I-T-E-A.com. So um, positivity.com. And there you can actually check out all my blends and everything like that. Or you can um, send me an email. All right. Well, we are going to finish up there. Um, This has been another wonderful episode of the New Gabelle Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. And I'll catch you all on the next one.